You are listening to Do Justice, the podcast from Shining Waters Regional Council of the United Church of Canada. Welcome to this special Christmas Eve episode of Do Justice, the podcast. My name is Brianne Swan. I use she and her pronouns, and I am Minister for Social and Ecological Justice with Shining Waters Regional Council. 
part of the United Church of Canada. This episode is just a simple time for some scripture, music, and a brief reflection. You will hear a Reader's Digest condensed version of Luke's Christmas story from me and my children, Simon and Isaiah, as well as with a little help from my friend Sarah. At the beginning of the pandemic, my kids and I were looking for a fun project that we could take on that would still keep us socially distanced. And they came up with this idea called the Lockdown Brothers, a series of videos reenacting stories from the Bible. Most of our scripture this episode is taken from their latest installment of the Lockdown Brothers, where they act out the Christmas story which is really worth checking out, and I'll be sure to post it in our show notes. It is lo-fi and campy and has all the giddy vibes of a good Sunday school pageant. We will also be hearing some music by Dreamlamp, Amori, as well as a revisioning of Mark Laurie and Buddy Green's Mary Did You Know by Jennifer Henry. So let's get to it. Here is the story of Jesus' birth, according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin, engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hiya, Mary! But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, You're gonna have a baby! He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, Is that even possible? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore the child to be born. Then Mary said, Then the angel departed from her. My name is Sarah Norris Andrews, and my pronouns are they, them. I live in Coburg, Ontario, and I'm reading tea today from my living room, where my seven-month-old daughter and I are playing together. The passage is Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. 
He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Did you know that your ancient words would still leap off our pages? Mary, did you know that your spirit's song would echo through the ages? Did you know that your holy cry would be subversive words? That the tyrants would be trembling When they knew your truth is heard Mary, did you know That your lullaby Would stir your own child's passion Mary, did you know That your song inspires The work of liberation Did you know Who yearn for it to start? Oh, Mary, did you know? The truth will teach the drama. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. 
Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them at the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I am giving good news with great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. For some context, because you can't see it, that last bit was Simon losing the basketball, which was part of his pregnant Mary costume. My kids had a lot of fun acting out this story, and it reminded me of Christmases when I was growing up and all the fun we had preparing for our pageants. I grew up in a small farming community north of Toronto in central Ontario, and let me tell you, Christmas was a really, really big deal. I'm talking everybody in the community taking a Saturday night to come to the Christmas pageant, which was preceded by a full-on potluck dinner with more pie and minced meat tarts than you could ever imagine. All the kids, and even some of the adults, decked out in bathrobes and tea towels, 
and the baby Jesus was sometimes a doll, but more often was whichever baby happened to have been born within the last couple of months. It was a beautiful time together. And it is this time of year the most that I miss my people back home. And especially this year, I miss the coming together of families and friends who have been telling this story. The story of a baby born to a virgin in a stable because there was no room for them at the inn. I mean, my friends and I, we really understood stables. We understood what it would have meant to be born in a barn with the cows and the donkeys for company. One year, my friends and I suggested that the part of the angels could be played by my neighbor's chickens. Now, this idea was shot down pretty quickly. The grown-ups said it was because of allergies, but I'm pretty sure it was because everybody was afraid of the poop. It never occurred to my friends and I to dig into the historical accuracy of the nativity story. It never occurred to us that perhaps this isn't exactly how Jesus was born. It was only as a teenager that I realized the story that I had been reenacting for over a decade was a mashup of two different birth accounts. It didn't occur to me to think critically about what a first-century Palestinian village looked like. Nor did I realize that most people slept in the same space as their animals, and that this inn that had no room was likely the upper loft of an extended family member's home. It didn't occur to me to question whether there had been a significant celestial event around the time that Jesus was supposed to have been born, or if there truly had been a census. But now, I'm a divinity student. And my professors say it's kind of important to think about all these things. And I have read article after article about how the way we have told this story for hundreds of years is just plain wrong, and how as a minister, perhaps I am doing a disservice by not explaining in painstakingly clear detail the complexities of life for a first century Palestinian family. And I do get why all of that is important. And I find myself geeking out over it sometimes. But honestly, at Christmas, I want the bathrobes and the tea towels. I want to hear the story of how Mary was brave enough to say yes, and how Joseph was brave enough to say yes, and how despite the innkeeper saying no, God still came anyway. I want to hear about three wise men bringing their gifts even though there's no mention of there actually being three. And I want to hear about the Holy Family fleeing into Egypt. Because that's the way the story has been told for so long. This story of God choosing to dwell among us, that even if it's not the author's original intentions of how I'm supposed to hear it, this is the meaning that I bring to it. 
and it is the place where my call begins. Because if I am wearing a bathrobe and reenacting a story about a young woman who is bearing God's child while reciting a powerful message of the tables turning, finally turning, in favor of her people, then there is meaning in that, and I realize I have a call to take care of those who are vulnerable and cast to the margins. If I am reenacting a story where the Holy Family is turned away because there is no room for them, then I have a call towards making sure that I keep space and offer hospitality to all those whom God cherishes. If I am reenacting a story of God and their family fleeing to a foreign country to escape a violent king, then I am called to make sure that refugees who are fleeing persecution have safe places to arrive. Because God is in all of these places. The meaning of the Christmas story is the meaning our hearts and the Holy Spirit give it. And if this is the way I tell it, then I have my call and my task about how I am to be in the world. Merry Christmas, my friends. May it be a time of hope, peace, joy, and love for you and those you care about. Amen. Yeah.